welcome to a very special episode of Eat Me in St. Louis. You you should really finish and like say what they're listening to. I was to. trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> we're doing our year-end wrap-up. This is our first year, and uh, we're not reviewing a restaurant this week. We're just going to be talking about the food that we ate in 2019 and favorite places. So when you weren't sure the name of the restaurant, that would have been a perfect opportunity for a Francie fact check. And speaking of which... We have her here live. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Good morning, Francie. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Francie, I don't know if it's fair to call you a guest since you've been in almost all of our episodes, but it is the first time we've had her here in the studio, and uh, it's good to have you here. Thank you very much. For and she, she will be live fact-checking this episode. Oh, you didn't tell me about that part. <laughs> I thought I was just along to see how the sausage gets burned. <laughs> um, before we get to talking about the food, do you guys have any Christmas plans? Well, holiday plans. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Going, yeah. Let's be politically correct. Thank you. Um, I am going to southeast Missouri, so you will not be hearing any special reports about the food I ate there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any restaurants there. Francie? Shout out to my friends, Deb and John, who are big fans of the podcast. I'm going to be spending the 25th with them. Nice. Enjoying their festivities. I'm, I'm going to be visiting my parents for the first time in many years. They're out in Arizona, so we're going to get out of the snow and into t-shirt weather. So are you excited to go back to your southern roots? Because you're originally from the south. I am, from the, the other south. <laughs> <laughs> so... uh did you guys eat places this year? <laughs> uh, okay, do you want to start off favorite place we've reviewed? Uh, no, actually, let's talk about places that we haven't reviewed, because most of the time we only talk about new restaurants, and this is a good opportunity to talk about some like old favorites. Um, one of mine is Fork and Sticks. Have you guys been there? I have been there. No, I have not. It's a bit off the beaten path, off Delmar. Yeah, it's... Right on the edge of the loop, I'd say. And that's a Thai restaurant. And first time I went there, I got their like specialty, which is called Khao Soi. It's, it's actually northern Thai food, which I'm not 100% sure what the distinction is, but it seems like it's a little bit less spicy than other Thai food I've had. And that Khao Soi is egg noodle curry soup served with red onion, pickled mustard, greens, crispy egg noodles and it is so good that it's one of those places that every single time i go i can't order anything else because i can't imagine it being better i run into that all the time like you land on a great dish mm -hmm. and every time you go back to that restaurant it's like i'm i'm f afraid to get anything else so if we're just talking about favorites of the year this is not a new place, but a new place that I've discovered this year, and it's called Colby Taco Shack. So it's on Cherokee Street, and it is a fusion restaurant, but this is an Asian-Mexican fusion restaurant. They use, like, chips and salsa, but their salsa is, like, a sweet and sour salsa with the, like, Asian fusion into it. They have a burrito with braised short ribs. So good. Um, I just want to give them a shout-out because they're, they're a smaller place. They're opening a new location, actually, in 2020, which I'm super excited about, called City Taco Shack. And it is going to be in the city foundry um, on Vandevender. Cool. Yeah. Well, if we're talking 
old favorites. My oldest favorite is always going to be Cafe Natasha, which I have been a fan of since they were in the Del Mar Loop. And I had the opportunity to attend a very special 35th anniversary dinner that they hosted uh, to celebrate their many years of um, being a fan favorite in where, St. Louis. Where are they now? They are on South Grand at the corner of Wyoming. Okay. It was a terrific dinner. It was by ticket only. I jumped on it the moment it became available, and it was a sellout, and it was wonderful. Everyone in the room uh, was a big fan and had lots of memories to share with the owners. And um, I'd say one of my favorite dishes there is their lentil soup, which is unlike any lentil soup I've ever had. It's called Osh, O-S-H. And it is something perfect for this snowy weather. Mm. So speaking of places perfect for the snowy weather, uh, I want to give a shout out to Gribbick. They are a restaurant in the Bevo Mill area, and they are consistently fantastic. Uh, it is German food, so lots of schnitzel, and um, they also do uh, really nice like brandy and things like that. Uh, for If you're looking for a warm weather place, they have a, a fire going at all times. It, it is just perfect. With the snow coming down, it always makes me think that I want to go to Gribbeck again. For me, that's Nami Ramen. Uh, this is just ramen weather but nami is my go-to that's in clayton a lot of the places that i end up going to more frequently are like sandwich shops the one that we go to the most is definitely fozzie's and and speaking of uh going to places and just ordering the same thing every time i i was that for there for a long time they have a black and blue sandwich uh steak and blue cheese and a tiger sauce and it's amazing but i have gone there so many times that have now probably eaten everything on the menu and have gone back to the black and blue. So one of my favorite wineries uh, from one of my favorite, the winery from where I'm uh, originally from uh, is called River Ridge Winery. Wait, did you grow up on a winery? Uh, no, there is just one in the general vicinity of oh. where I grew up. Cause that explained so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we were telling them that we lived in St. Louis and they asked us if we had ever been to Fozzie's. Mm. Uh, it, it was, it is the previous owner of this winery's, uh, children that own Fozzie's and I used oh. to live in Brentwood. So I would go to Fozzie's all the time. So, um, yeah, Fozzie's is great. But if we're going to talk about sandwich places in St. Louis and we're going to give a shout out to places we love, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the gramophone. Um, it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, don't go there. It's busy enough as it is. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anything you get there is so good. So good, in fact. Hannah and I grabbed a menu so we could check off and make sure we tried absolutely every sandwich they make uh, because we have never been let down by the gramophone. I, I knew I didn't have to bring that up because I would have, but I knew that's one of our mutual favorites. But... Uh, Another thing I love about them is that they do their half subs are exactly half price, uh, which just encourages me to get a variety too. So they're doing half specials now, which is a new thing. So when you see their amazing specials on Instagram, you can go and get a half now. Typically, nice. Do you eat sandwiches, Francie? <laughs> I'm not usually a sandwich seeker. So if I have a craving for something, it doesn't usually fall between two pieces of bread. Uh, <laughs> just Chick-fil-A for you, huh? Edit that out. <laughs> Can I bring up, Francie had a, a moral conundrum recently, which I think is really funny, that um, that somebody gave you Chick-fil-A gift cards. Correct. 
and now you don't want to use them because you don't want to support them. Correct. But then we pointed out that you're only giving them money by not using them. <laughs> but on the other hand, if I re-gift them to someone else, then that person is going to think I'm somebody who supports Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so it's, it's a real Sophie's choice. It's not a Sophie's choice, but you're... <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, you got any others you want to? Of old favorites? Yeah. Um, a couple that I would throw in for honorable mention. I love Squires in Lafayette Square. It is always reliable. It's been around for a long time, and I have never had a bad meal there. It's excellent at any time of day. It's terrific for brunch on the weekends. They have a nice jazz brunch on Sundays. In the winter, they've got a lovely fireplace that's going and, uh, you know, in the nice weather, they've got a lovely patio. And uh, whether I've been there for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I've never been disappointed. Squire's Brunch, it, it doesn't disappoint. And one of the biggest uh, biggest draws of there is the uh, Bloody Mary bar. Because when they say they have a Bloody Mary bar, I mean, they basically have a buffet line that you can add to the top of your Bloody Mary. Oh. If, they do not joke around. But since we're also mentioning patios in the middle of a snowstorm, I want to give a shout-out to Square One, which is right across the street from Squires. I think they have the prettiest patio. And, you know, places have come and gone over the years, but I have never found a place I would rather sit outside, enjoy the water feature and the good food and libations. Oh, uh, if we're going to shout-out to old favorites and patios, um, on the complete opposite, most opposite end of the spectrum, you can get... I love Friendly's. Um, They are a little South City dive bar. Uh, They have a wonderful patio that is pet-friendly, so Tonks loves it, too. Um, And then they also have the best mini tacos that I've I've ever had. Um, They are nothing special, but I don't know what it is about them that... When you go to Friendly's and you have those many tacos, you just want to stay for hours and watch a football game. Well, and I don't even I, like football that I much. Say, I've never had that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the uh, place that we've talked about, uh, 12 restaurants now, I think. Um, and what... Francie what, fact check. <laughs> there were 12 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Francie, you didn't go to any of them with us. We're sorry about that. (laughs) But did you check out any of them? Point point of fact, I did go to the Balkan Treat Box with you. Oh, that's right. And of the 12 podcasts, uh, I've been to three places, Balkan Treat Box, which I loved and thought was possibly one of the best of the bunch. I Um, agree. Travis, have you come to regret your decision i want to do a redemption episode for balkan treat box maybe once we get a few more under our belt we'll start doing some redemptions i think it's a great idea because i'm going to throw my five stars in that didn't count and (laughs) um put in a plug for that fabulous number six the grilled fish of the day but i also went to lemon shark which you know no offense to them they did an okay job but i didn't think it was all that special and if i have a craving for poke i'm going to go to black market eats and I just recently went to Alta Calle, your latest episode, and um, I thought it was a very attractive space. It was really interesting to me how they had refreshed it and updated it after having been Mekong for so many years. And at lunch, they have a limited menu, so I didn't have as many options as you did, but I had the Pollo Pipian, which was a very delicious chicken dish. 
Oh, well, I can't believe that after my glowing endorsement of the torta that I said I would order as my last meal if I ever ended up on death row, you got something else. Well, the thing about torta, it's basically a sandwich. And, oh, and we know she's not a fan of yeah. sandwiches. So I uh, Somebody asked me for a recommendation from there, and even though I didn't get the torta, your glowing review was so glowing that... <laughs> I recommended something that I haven't gotten, and she said it was just okay in the Warachi. Warachi. <laughs> Warachi. Once again, Spanish not mixed natively. <laughs> uh, was much better, which I did have, and it was great. Which Carolyn had, and she loved it. Yeah. Indo was another one. Indo is just sweeping the awards this year. It's like every single place in St. Louis is giving them restaurant of the year. Uh and I, I it was one of my favorites too. It's a glowing reminder that I should not be a professional food critic because uh, I, while I, I liked Indo, I think I gave it four stars. Um, it, it was just uh, I, yeah, it wasn't my thing. You know, I won't even say I didn't understand it. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Uh, one one place that is definitely my kind of thing though is uh, Party Bear Pizza and Tiny Chef in the back corner of the Silver Ballroom. So um, in the you know back of a dive, a pinball dive bar uh, was probably my biggest surprise of the year. Uh, when I walked in, I really thought, "What did I get Nick and I into?" When I suggested this place, but you know, still hands down, best tacos I've had in St. Louis come, came from that little corner shop. Yeah, I, I'm seeing them popping up in things as a best kept secret kind of place, um, and I I think if you hear the name Party Bear Pizza and Tiny Chef. And you're interested in going, then you're going to love it because the name speaks volumes and it's it's good food. I, I really wish we did make Francie go to everywhere that we, we go because I would love to see you walk into the silver ball robe to go to Party Bear Pizza and Tiny Chef. Wow. Now I feel like I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a new place that I was really interested in trying because of the description, even though I found the name extremely unappetizing, and that is Bait. Oh, I really like seafood. I read about it. It sounded good. I don't think bait is an appetizing word, but I have to say the food was excellent. The service was excellent. It's a very attractive space. And uh, my friend and I enjoyed it very much. And I've recommended it to several people. So how would you compare bait to Peacemaker? Well, bait has a much more expansive menu. Peacemaker's more casual. Bait's a little more jazzy. And um, I guess Peacemaker focuses more on shellfish, really. And and bait kind of runs the spectrum of seafood. So there's a new place that just opened on South Kings Highway called Hook and Reel. It is a chain restaurant that um, you can look forward to an episode for because I'm going to make Nick go there. I th- Travis is just excited to hate it, I think. <laughs> And it is a chain, right? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's the first one here, so we can technically review it. Yeah. So if like In and Out ever comes to St. Louis, we could definitely review oh, In and Out. We should. <laughs> um, and speaking of, uh, we did our special episode on Burger King. Is that the favorite place we've reviewed for you, Burger King? <laughs> uh, no, I will hold to reveal that later. <laughs> um. But, you know, we can't go an episode without bringing this up, and I, uh, we, we reviewed The Impossible Whopper, and that's been uh, a big success, and I've 
actually gone back there maybe three times since, and that's more times than the decade prior to it. So that's something I, I appreciate it. This year, we also broke the Popeye's chicken sandwich, literally going at 11 o'clock the day it came out before it became this worldwide phenomenon. I have not gone back there because I don't <laughs> want to wait in line for an hour. Well, you know, we we also broke the uh, Pizza Hut cheese at pizza, which um, no one has ever talked about since. Did I forgot we did that? Probably with good reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, some restaurants have to close. Are you are you going to play Sarah McLaughlin's in the arms of an angel <laughs> yes. over this the, the entire segment? <laughs> um, were there any places that you were fond of that disappeared? I mean. Obviously, the first one that comes to mind is Iron and Rye. Uh, recently found out that they are closing. And um, if you go back and listen to our episode, which you should for, you know, remembering purposes, uh, you, they they had so many good things working for them, and they just had a few kinks to iron out, and it feels like the kinks took them down. Yeah. Uh, I was sad to see that, mostly because every restaurant that we've reviewed so far has made it through the end of the year and then right before the end i thought we were giving them the you know eat me in st louis bump and yeah they had to go i never went back there myself so i wasn't supporting it i never made it there no. perhaps they closed because i never made it there <laughs> they all sat outside their door and thought francie will be here any minute guys <laughs> but there are a few that i'm sad to see leave and one of those is a venerable institution schneid horse out on um lindbergh next to the county library. Um, I didn't go there a lot, but they did have great breakfast. And if you ever went to an author event at the library, that was the place you could walk to to get mm. a bite ahead of time. And then a couple more, one that was very short-lived, but I thought it was a great concept. I don't know if you two even knew it existed. It was called 50-50. And it was, the first part of it was the numeral 50, and then a slash, and then the word spelled out. I remember that, but I, I never went there. It was on... Um, King's Highway mm-hmm. at um, Chippewa, and their whole concept was trying to get vegetarians and non-vegetarians to hang out together more. So instead of having special places that only vegetarians wanted to go and their meat-eating friends weren't really interested, or places that meat-eaters wanted to go and vegetarians were stuck with a sad salad, um, they set up their menu so that it was 50% vegetarian dishes with some vegan options thrown in and then the rest of it a more traditional menu and the food was good and it was a fun place and the people were nice and uh, they just didn't stick around very long so maybe the folks who ran it will find an opportunity to open something else and then the other one that that left that i think a lot of people went to was reed's american table in maplewood and that one was consistently busy and always got great reviews, and it closed rather suddenly. So I don't really know what happened there, but that was hmm. a loss. Also, if we're saying goodbye to restaurants we love this year, it wouldn't be right if I didn't mention Southtown Pub, the uh, institution on South Kings Highway um, that had a wonderful patio, some of the best barbecue in St. Louis, and it feels like they just overextended themselves a little too much um, and sadly closed up shop this year. Uh, I wanted to go back to what Francie was saying about 50-50 because we had a listener reach out to us recently on Instagram asking. Uh, they're, they're from out of town, and they are vegan and coming back home and were looking for places that they could eat with their families and asked specifically about a car, 
which uh, is a nice restaurant in Clayton that was on our list uh, to to let you in a little behind the scenes. Travis and I don't just always pick a place for that week. We just have a list of places and sometimes I'll go to one and tell him about it. And then four months later, he'll go to Alta Calle. Uh, and a car is one of those places that, that uh, I did get a chance to check out. It might've fallen off and we might not ever review it. So I'll just say it's, it's really good. Uh, speaking of places that open this year that I have been to, and I can't get Nick to go to, and I'm hoping that we review it someday, uh, twisted roots, uh, that opened up, uh, in, by Salou's campus uh, has one of the best brunches I've ever experienced. And uh, it's a small little craft brewery and I can't wait to uh, try the rest of their menu and hopefully get an episode on it. No relation to twisted ranch. Uh, No, absolutely no relation to twisted ranch. Until this moment, I thought you were just trying to get me to go back. No. And twisted ranch. Congratulations. Has opened their newest location inside of tropical liqueurs in the Grove. So did it everyone. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, you did it. <laughs> the other one that I was going to bring up is a place called Simba that was near me that had uh, Ugandan food and was only open for five or six months. And uh, we went there a few times during that period. But um, to go back even further, there was a uh, Ethiopian fast food place that was in the loop for a while called Moya that was fantastic. And yeah, they didn't make it. And so... When Simba opened up, that was the next best thing. But I guess U-City isn't ready for that. Uh, and speaking of uh, sad to see go barbecue places, along with Southtown Pub, there is also Five Aces Barbecue, which is a small shop in Shaw. Uh, and they have closed down, but they're getting ready to open as a seafood place. So um, if you are looking for some good seafood, it seems like you'll have plenty of options in 2020. Under the same name? or uh, A different name. They're not going to go by Five Aces Barbecue and sell seafood. but. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't wait to try them out. They're uh, they're just in the Shaw neighborhood. So looking forward to 2020. Uh, you know, I mentioned uh, Five Bases reopening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm also looking forward to City Col- uh, City Taco Shack, uh, Colby Taco Shack's new location on Band Aventure. But uh, really, I'm looking forward to the Grove has a lot of new restaurants coming in. So they have uh, Soul Taco. Uh, they have a few different... Uh, a, a few different places that are opening down on the uh, east end of the Grove, and I'm excited to see uh, that neighborhood continue to grow. Where's the new Mission Taco? You'll have to be more specific. Which mission? Which uh, they, new Mission Taco? They open like five a week. They, so <laughs> they have one opening with a barcade inside of it, and like a. a taco area that you make your own tacos or they teach you how to make tacos or something i don't know but is that a dream that you had i've never heard of that it's before. possible <laughs> um well bait is another one that i haven't made it to that i'm looking forward to actually when we first started this podcast that was one of the first suggestions we got and for whatever reason we just haven't made it yet um bull rush is another one that has been at the top of my list and i can't get travis to go to <laughs> Um, and speaking of the Grove, uh, beast butcher and block, have you been there yet? Uh, I have not, but I, I feel like that's another one that, uh, very soon I will yeah, be going. That's getting a lot of good reviews. 
uh, open right now, but uh, looking forward to try it in the coming years. Chow Bon, a uh, new place in the Grove in that area that I was talking about. Um, so I, uh, I, I pass by it all the time, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they have. Uh, a lot of positive reviews for that place. There are a couple places that are already open that I'm looking forward to trying. One is called Destination Cafe in Morganford in Tower Grove South. And it is similar to Bloom Cafe, which is on Oakland, in that it benefits a not-for-profit um, that supports people with disabilities. So, you, you know, eating, eating well and doing good. It's Destination Cafe because they feature international cuisine. So apparently nice. their menu has you know a, a range of, of uh, food styles. And then another place that sounds intriguing to me is Little Fox in Fox Park, which is where the Purple Martin used to be on the corner of California and Shenandoah. I always liked that space, and I'm glad to see something new has gone in there. That's cool. I'm looking forward to whatever replaces Iron and Rye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, one other place that uh, recently opened that I'm hoping we review soon is Burger 809. Uh, it's on Cherokee Street. Uh, they do like little sliders and things like that. And I'm hoping we do an episode on that at some point in 2020. So what do you, Travis, there's something that you hate <laughs> besides me. There's something, there's some food trend that you really want to talk about i just wanted all of us to talk about the food trends we're ready to kind of see go away in 2020 okay well tell me what you're thinking so um i've kind of alluded to this already in the episode the food trend that i'm ready to see go in st louis is uh localized chains so, um, you know, we men mentioned Soul Taco opening up a second location, which I'm super happy about because I love Soul Taco. Mission Taco, like I said, I think they open five new restaurants a week. Um, it just feels like uh, uh, Sugar Fire is doing the same thing, opening new, new locations. Um, it, it's hard to be, it's hard to have destinations when there are multiple destinations. You know what I mean? And I feel like, uh, I, I worry about some of these restaurants, uh, maybe on the heels of Southtown Pub's closure, uh, overextending. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's the food trend I'm ready to see go. Like I'm not, I'm not opposed to making a trip. This isn't New York, you know. Traveling across town doesn't take you a couple hours. It takes you maybe thirty minutes. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see uh, the restaurant tours we have in St. Louis just really focus on one space or new concepts instead of just opening uh, different uh, different locations of the same idea. Francie, do you have anything you hate? Well, <laughs> when I was thinking of food trends that I'd like to see come to an end, it's not going to be a surprise to anyone that um, the restaurants that feel the need to put cilantro in yes. absolutely <laughs> everything in their menu uh, are not my favorites. And I just wish that they would recognize that there is a significant portion of the population for whom cilantro ruins the taste of everything. What, and, what um, percentage is that? It's 15%. Yes. <laughs> How did Alta Cayo do, by the way? Alta Cayo is very good. I, I, as you suggested, I spoke to our server and told him that um, you know I couldn't have anything with cilantro, and he said he would make sure that it wasn't in or on or near anything that I had, and, and what I had was terrific. Great. And I, you were correct in your review that it, it didn't seem like it was in everything. And there are some places that, you know, it seems like maybe now they are, are starting to recognize that, you know, don't automatically include it, have it as an optional garnish. Um, so I'm hoping that trend 
the optional cilantro catches on. And then the other thing, I don't know if this is happening in restaurants or not, but it is a food trend that I do not like, and that is making cauliflower into everything. Mm. I am ready to see that come to an end. Let potatoes yes. be potatoes. Let pizza crust be pizza crust. I just want rice. I don't want cauliflower parading itself as rice. Uh, no, I I totally agree with you, Francie. I, I feel like it's almost patronizing to vegetarians and vegans to be like, well, you know, we we have this food that's actually cauliflower just parading as something else. And um, with the emergence of kind of those vegan and vegetarian options, another trend that I'm ready to see go is uh, meat-centric places trying to capitalize on vegan and vegetarianism uh i love that burger king is doing the impossible whopper but it also bothers me a little bit because they're not going to step away from using meat so uh to me they're just doing it to make a buck not necessarily make a difference and i wondered about that too because if they're grilling the impossible burger on the same grill that they're doing the the beef is a real vegan going to eat it anyway well so Travis brought that up in a previous episode, and he said that destroyed the whole point. I completely disagree. Uh, I know that that ninety percent of Impossible Whoppers sold are to omnivores, and it's more about uh, sustainability and good for the environment, good for your health. Although that's questionable, um, and you know, it's like they say one of the best things you could do in the world is just like stop eating meat one day a week or take it off breakfast or you know just that little little bit is enough to help a lot and i don't know why travis is in such a hurry to destroy our earth because if they really want to make a difference then stop selling meat one day a week you know it's uh i just feel like it's an empty gesture to try to get into the wallets of vegans and vegetarians wow this is a deep philosophical discussion i know this is the deepest we've ever gone on this podcast Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't say what I hate. I don't know if I hate anything. I, one thing that popped up was, um, you know, I I want restaurants to tell me whether or not I should be tipping. I, I've complained about this, I think, on here before, but the kind of fast casual restaurant that you pay at a counter and then you get your food and then you realize that they're going to clean up everything. There are no trash cans. And then I'm like, Oh no, I didn't tip. I'm, I didn't tip. I was supposed to tip. And then I'll come back next week and like tip double just to clear my conscience. I know exactly what you mean. Cause even some takeaway spots, like have the uh, opportunity to tip and it's like, but I'm, I'm just taking this to go. Yeah. What, like what, why do I need to tip you? Yeah. When, when you get a, any square reader and they flip the thing around, I want to be like, okay, tell me what the rest of this experience is going to be. Walk me through this. I want to know. Are you, are you going to walk around and uh, give refills? Cause you know, I'll chip in for that. Definitely. Sometimes there isn't even an option to tip though. There's a good place on Southampton called edibles and essentials. You might know them from their food truck, essentially fries. And uh, it's a nice little place. They've got, um, you know, beer and liquor and, and other kind of some gourmet food items that you can purchase. But it's also a restaurant, and they have a nice little patio in back, too. And um, they do not accept tips. It's not an option. There's no tip jar if you pay cash, and there's no add-a-tip option if you pay with a credit card. So that was actually uh, 
one of the biggest, I just took a trip to Australia. And one of the biggest uh, differences I noticed was without tipping and then um, no tabs and they all had tap credit cards. So you place your order, they hold up a card reader, you tap your card to it and you walk away. And every transaction was so fast and so streamlined that I hope it makes its way over here as well. I wonder if they're paying their people better. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, that's their whole model. Well, no tax and then no tip. So you know exactly how much you're paying. Um, you tap your card, you pay for it, and you walk away. And then all of the – they don't really work on a tip system, so all their wait- waiters and waitresses just get paid a living wage to begin with. What a concept. <laughs> yeah, it, I've heard people say that when they came to America and they didn't understand taxes, and, and it's even weirder that taxes can vary from county to county, and uh, and it's – somebody who didn't grow up here just this bizarre thing where you don't know how much you're paying for something they put a price tag on it and then suddenly it's 20 percent more yeah i had to defend that practice in australia or one of our uber drivers was like uh why is it that you have to pay tax on things that you buy and why won't they just tell you how much it costs before you pay for it and i was like um i don't know (laughs) that's a really good idea yeah a lot of places just factor it into the price beforehand all right. What is your favorite place that we've reviewed or place that you've had this year, if you want to do that? Francie, would you like to start us off? I'll say that my favorite place that you've reviewed is the Balkan Treat Box. <laughs> <laughs> have, uh, you been, have you been back there? No. Okay. <laughs> but, I, but I will. Okay. I can cut that out. <laughs> You looked so guilty. Like, <laughs> uh, mine, mine is really kind of a three-way toss-up. Uh, there are three places we reviewed this year that I think really rise to the top. Um, actually, four. We only reviewed twelve. I <laughs> know, but uh, settle so, between. Four. Uh, so I, I won't say Pie Guy. Pie Guy is incredible. I went back this morning to re-review Pie Guy uh, and get their breakfast pizza, which is like the Sasquatch of St. Louis pizza specials. Rarely seen, but you know, world famous. So um, I, I love Pie Guy. I love uh, I love mayo ketchup. Uh, which we just reviewed that cake alone was just something that um, I, I I would go back for uh, Alta Calle, you know, any, any food that I say I would eat as my last meal uh, in prison, I would have to say is pretty high up on my list. I'm going to give favorite spot to party bear pizza and tiny chef. Uh, <laughs> just the sheer surprise uh, factor of going there. Um and then getting some of the best food I've had, had in St. Louis out of the back corner of a bar uh, is just an experience I hope we get to replicate at some point. I'm glad you picked them. They also have, that's another place that has a lot of specials. And if you follow them on Instagram, just about every week they'll have something new. Uh, I also have a huge crush on both of them and want to like play board games with them and my wife or something. <laughs> they seem like cool kids. Um, I'm going to go, and you're going to hate me for this, Travis. Indo, it's. it's <laughs> I, I I have nothing against Indo. I know, but I you have something against uh, popularity and no, you just have a uh, like a crush that you won't admit to on fine dining. <laughs> I <laughs> fine dining, he says. I, you love that word. Um, 
it's not like they have mustached waiters with a my waiter had a mustache a silver platter and <laughs> napkins draped over yeah um no it's just it's really really good food um chef uh nick bogner i think is his name is it because uh, his name's nick i like other nicks that could be it <laughs> it just feels like very well crafted beautiful beautiful food that's all i can say uh travis do you have any resolutions you know i will say um i've got two both are podcast related because people are listening to the podcast so i'll keep it keep it to that um one resolution is uh trying places closer together i know that most of that is my fault but okay you're talking about you and i i thought you were talking about restaurants that were physically located near each other no <laughs> like just you and i trying places <laughs> okay. a little uh, closer in time together yes um and then the other one and we'll see if you agree with this or not but i would like to start uh reviewing some st louis classics uh in some of our episodes i know that uh there are a lot of places around town that people have heard of and people have heard are you know staples of the community but the question is, are they any good and do they still hold up? So uh, that's something that maybe a few episodes next year we can dive into. No. Great. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like a good idea. Um, my resolution is to be more open to new ideas. Uh, <laughs> no, I I, I want to be more critical. You know, I got into this because I wanted to try new places and I, I we're only reviewing local places. And so it's, it's difficult to be critical sometimes when, you know, uh, they're your neighbors or whatever. Um, but that's something that I'm, I'm going to try to do. So we hope you enjoyed the puff pieces to the first 12 restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit. Um, and then, uh, Speaking of Francie being here, we've talked about having guests. We haven't made it happen yet. Uh, it's enough of a logistical challenge to get Travis and I both to go to a place, but I want to figure that out. We can do that. It's not that hard. Yeah, it, w- it was really nice to have, um, you know, Francie, who is a uh, a constant contributor, and then also have uh, Tonks sit in as our fourth guest on this week's episode. Say hello, Tonks. Uh, Tonks does not bark or make noise in any way. So, um, yeah, you'll just have to trust us and look for pictures on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Francie, I've never seen Tonks of you. <laughs> Who? <laughs> uh, do you have any resolutions? Well, I might try to eat more sandwiches next year. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, all right, guys. Anything else? No, and maybe we should, uh, maybe not this episode, but on one of our first episodes in the new year, set a uh, goal for reviews. So uh, that being said, if you want to review our podcast, um, we uh, look forward to hearing from you. We read every review. We've read all four of them we've gotten this year. Um, And we always are listening for new places to try, new places to um, review and feature on episodes. So if you want to see us try a place in the new year, please let us know. And you can find us on Instagram at Eat Me in St. Louis Podcast and Twitter at Eat Me in St. Louis? Yes. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on uh, Instagram and Twitter, so just search for us. It's our nice little ravioli man. Uh, Nick, my, my New Year's resolution for you is to get a sign-off. I've had one this whole time, and I, I feel like you need a sign-off line. 
and tell Mitch I said hi. <laughs>